So let's define a little more narrowly strategy versus tactics, and then that will help us understand strategic versus tactical investment. Strategy takes a bigger picture into account. For example, General Mills, their strategy is to make cereal. So that's the bigger picture, is to put cereal on the shelves of the grocery stores and we go buy cereal. The tactics is that the employees grind and roll the oats and bake the Cheerios. Put them in the bags, put them in the boxes, and ship them off. So the tactics are the things getting done, is the doing. The strategy is really setting the aim or the direction of the bigger picture of the tasks. Welcome to the M-Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The M-Advisor Podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a broker-dealer, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M-Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M-Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. M-Advisor provides customized financial plans for busy professionals. The M-Advisor Podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. We're talking today about investment fundamentals and really starting from the beginning in the investment world. First of all, just what is a stock or in a in a bond and then what are a few of the management strategies in investing really this one podcast could probably go on for hours but this is just some fundamentals in this particular space so a stock a stock is ownership is it represents owning a part of a company. So there's an old adage, take stock in your craft or take stock in your work, taking ownership in your work. You can just replace the word stock with ownership and it's essentially the same thing. So corporations can raise capital one way by issuing and selling new stock, by selling away the ownership of the company. And it is cheap on the front end to the company, but the cost is going to be the diluted ownership of the company's value and then also of the company's profits. And when a company sells stock, it's also distributing the ownership so that maybe the owner of a stock, if an employee maybe owns stock of the company they work for, that might align the goals financially of the company and the employee or the stockholder. As a result, maybe the employee works a little bit more diligently or maybe in a more focused manner. Bonds, corporations or municipalities, governments can raise capital by issuing bonds. A bond is just a debt. It's just taking a loan. 
So how it works is, let's say a company issues a bond and they sell bonds usually in $1,000 increments. So you would buy a bond for $1,000 and then the company would pay you a stated interest rate for a certain period of time. So if you had a 5% bond, it would be 5% of the $1,000. So you would get $50 per year for that $1,000 bond over a period of maybe five years, whatever the stated time frame might be. Now, what's funny is the rate is oftentimes referred to the coupon or the coupon rate because before computer systems tracked the ownership of bonds, a person had to quite literally tear off a coupon from their bond certificate and put it in the mail and then in return they would be mailed back a bond check. So in order to receive income, they had to mail their coupon off. And then after the stated time frame, you know, the five years or two years or however long the bond pays the interest income, the company that issued and sold the bond, they return the original $1,000 investment. So the cost of issuing bonds to the company is the payment of interest, but the advantage is that there's no diluted ownership. So the owners of the company still own all their shares. They don't have to give away shares. Now, of course, there are many more types of stocks and bonds, but just at the basics, that's a good picture or representation. Then there are different strategies that might be discussed in how these stocks and bonds are held and owned. So there's three that we'll discuss today, strategic, passive, and tactical. And so these are all just different investment strategies or maybe investment management styles. Sometimes they might be discussed by maybe a mutual fund in the investment policy statement or an investment manager, or maybe if you manage your own investments, you might take a specific approach of one or more of these styles. So let's define a little more narrowly strategy versus tactics, and then that will help us understand strategic versus tactical investment. Strategy takes a bigger picture into account. For example, General Mills, their strategy is to make cereal. So that's the bigger picture, is to put cereal on the shelves of the grocery stores and we go buy cereal. The tactics is that the employees grind and roll the oats and bake the Cheerios. Put them in the bags, put them in the boxes, and ship them off. So the tactics are the things getting done, is the doing. The strategy is really setting the aim or the direction of the bigger picture of the tasks. Strategic investing is establishing a plan, oftentimes an asset allocation plan or diversification plan, which means how much stocks versus bonds you might have and what types of stocks versus what types of bonds and sectors, and then put those investments together, purchase them, and then hold them. So it's a buy and hold strategy. Strategic is to set the sights on the bigger picture 
come up with a plan on the front end and then hold those assets for a long period of time and every couple of years reset the strategy based on any changes that they want to make to the overall strategy. So strategic investing is putting a mix of assets together on the front end, purchase the assets, and then hold them for a long period of time. Passive investing is a type of strategic investment style. Only the investment mix is made up of an index or maybe even various indices grouped together in certain percentages and allocations. And an index is an imaginary grouping and averaging of securities or stocks and bonds. So an index is not a real thing. You cannot go buy an index because an index really doesn't exist. An index is just a measuring stick, more or less, of stocks and bonds. The S&P 500, for example, is probably one of the most popular indices. The S&P 500 takes the 500 largest U.S. company stocks and it groups them together. And so the weighting or what information is used to create the average of that particular index is what is being measured in the first place. So for the S&P 500, it is an average of market capitalization. And market capitalization is a fancy word for company size. So the larger the company, the more presence and influence that particular company has on that index. Some indexes are weighted differently. So some might be weighted on price. Some might be weighted equally. Determining how your index is weighted if you purchase an index fund is, in my opinion, somewhat important to understand because the S&P 500, for example, the biggest five or so companies make up about 20% of the index because the weighting favors the size of the company. So the larger sizes, the larger companies have a greater influence on the entire index. So having an index such as like a market capitalization index can in some instances maybe limit the overall diversification of that particular index. And then lastly, tactical. So tactical strategies or tactical investment management models are more active. So just as the General Mills example before, their tactics to make Cheerios is to grind and roll the oats, bake the Cheerios, put them in the bags, and ship them to the grocery stores. It's the action that is highlighted. Tactical strategies are effectively more active. And as a result, tactical strategies oftentimes have higher costs. There are trades being made on those particular stocks and bonds. And then there's also investment research being conducted to justify whether or not a particular stock or bond should be traded. 
And some tactical investment managers, they are out to try to beat certain markets. But for the most part, tactical managers really are just trying to soften volatility or maybe even provide some level of tax benefit or some kind of tax reduction within an investment model. And with any sort of investment management model, there's not one particular strategy or model that's the strategy or the model. I think there is a case for maybe combining strategies in some instances where maybe a more passive strategy might provide greater returns in a lot of cases. Not everyone can handle the volatility of a passive strategy. So where one strategy might have its own shortcomings, another one might work well with the other. Before making any sort of investment, of course, read or understand what the investment philosophy is. If maybe that investment philosophy aligns with your own idea of what an investment philosophy should look like. But in short, that is a bit on investment fundamentals. I'm Paul Morton with M-Advisor. The M-Advisor podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. M-Advisor provides customized financial plans for busy professionals. And I will talk to you next payday.